Um, I actually had another message that I was going to share, and I was talking with some of the people that were here last night, and I was talking about an encounter I had in Mexico about three weeks ago when I was ministering on a certain scripture in Matthew chapter 12, and I processed, as I was preaching, I shared something that became revelatory in my own heart. Maybe you've already understood it, had it, but you know, sometimes you can read this word of God. And a verse from 10 years ago means something very specific to you. And then for some reason, you read it again, and that verse means something very different and specific to you. Amen? Because this is the living Word of God. There's revelation upon revelation of this Word. Just make sure that it's not your own man's revelation interpretation, which is contrary to the, the, the Word of God. Amen? God never speaks contrary to Himself. It's an impossibility. He won't say in one scripture... You're this, and in another scripture, you're not this. You know, he just doesn't do that. He, he, his truth is, will absolutely set us free. And as I begin to share, they don't uh, uh, actually have this verse up there yet, but let me just see. Um, oh, sorry, I guess I don't. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I, just, I literally put this together this morning, so I'm kind of like, uh, anyways, no, I'm going to keep talking while I figure it out again. Oh, yeah. Um, Galatians 3, verse 28. Of course, many of us know the scripture. And, uh, but I want to read it because I want everything that I say today to apply to everybody, not male or female, but both, okay? Because in, actually, in verse 26 of Galatians 3, it talks about sons and heirs. So when I use the term sons today, and when I use the term sons from a biblical perspective, in the New Testament, it is always together, male, female. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. If you have faith in Christ Jesus, you are a son adopted in to the kingdom of God. You're not aborted. You're a son adopted into the kingdom of God. You'll actually never be aborted from the kingdom of God. You, you just, you're not going to go down that path because God loves you even unconditionally, even while you're in sin, he still loves you. You might not make it to the kingdom because you chose not to get there, but you'll never be aborted from it, amen? So uh, verse 27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all, everybody say all. all. Look to the person to your left that says, that means you. Look to your right and say, I'm praying for you. No, I'd say, that means you too. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. It's important you hear this. Because we are created equal if, through Christ Jesus, neither Jew nor Greek. It's very specific because the Greeks were the Gentiles and the Jews were the Jewish people. But Christ made a distinction that you are all, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we are all sons and daughters. You are not a slave you are not seen as a Jew, or you are not seen as a Gentile, a Greek, 
a Canadian, an American, a First Nations, you're not seen as that in the kingdom of God. You are seen as a son in the kingdom. That's why a house divided will not stand. But we must stand together in our diversities. Not against the word. Our diversities of who each one of us are. It's why we're not called to be cloned. We're not even clones of Jesus or clones of God. We have Jesus in us and that mixture and combination of the Son of God in us as we walk as sons, daughters, sons on this earth. There's a combination of who Christ is in us, who Holy Spirit is through us, through the Word of God, through our interpretation of Him. It is creating you. You can't be me. Thank goodness you wouldn't want to be me. You need to be you. But that word and that meaning and that purpose is never singularity on your own. It is always as a family. Neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Heirs according to the promise. The gifts, nine gifts of the Spirit are for you, all of you. The fivefold ministry is for you as heirs of the promise. It's not for a male and not a female or for a female and not a male. Amen. Let's go eat. (laughs) Matthew chapter 12, starting in verse 29. All I have is scripture in front of me today. It's interesting because this same story that Christ talked about is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Exactly the same in all three. Then one, verse 22, then one was brought to him who was demon-possessed. This is brought to Jesus. Blind and mute. And Jesus healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. How many of you would believe if that happened in this house right now, would believe that is a mighty, miraculous, healing hand of God just touched that blind and deaf person? But you know what? (laughs) No matter how I truly believe the truth is, is actually very, very clear, and actually the fundamentals of, of the truth are simple. You, you don't actually need a 20-year doctorate to understand truth. I'm not saying it's not bad to have it. I'm just saying The truth that sets us free doesn't come from doctrinal studies or from seminary studies. It doesn't come from that. What it comes from is the simple gospel of Jesus Christ, understanding that he died and he rose again for you and I to believe in him. And that resurrected power gives you and me power and authority to walk on this earth as lights unto the world. That's really the gospel. But it doesn't end there because the whole reason you and I have that option is because so does everybody else in this world. So does our prime minister. So does our government officials. 
So does Bonnie Henry. She has that right. We need to be light to shine in the dark places instead of letting dark take out our light. Darkness is never, ever, 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 everyone say ever. ever. Never will it or is it designed to overpower light. It's actually from a physical realm simply impossible. If this room was completely dark, it doesn't matter how much light you bring to it, it starts to dispel darkness. The more light you bring, the more the darkness runs away. You could be a little match in here, and you'll see so the light will shout, shout out the darkness. And people will say, well, no, 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 no. There, there, there's something. I had a person come to me one time years ago. You ever heard about a black hole in space? Give me a break. The gravitational pull is faster than 186,000 miles a second, so the light can't escape, and it's sucking all the light out. No, no, no. The light's still there. It's just the gravitational pull is so strong, you don't see the light, but it doesn't mean the light's not there. But guess what? That's not on Earth. That's somewhere in space. Verse 23, and all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Oh my goodness. Now that one question has started a problem. <laughs> because if you are a religious person, a leader, a ruler, or religious in your spirit, and somebody else does a gift or does something that you can't do, whoo, you've lit the fireworks now. Because these people said, could this be the son of David? Verse 24, but the Pharisees heard what they said. Uh-oh, I hope that we are not a family that you cannot celebrate the miracles of your life. That we will look at you and we won't say, well, you said you had a headache. How do I really know you had a headache? Are you kidding me? Get that pharisaical mindset out. If someone up here testifies that they got healed this morning, believe it. You're better to believe it than doubt it. Because doubting takes you away from the abilities of the presence to invade you, but believing in it takes you into the abilities of the presence of God. Off of someone else's testimony, you can get fired up. So when the Pharisees heard what the, the, these people said, this fellow does not cast, they said to, to them, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub. It's an Aramaic term, but it basically means Satan. He doesn't cast out demons. He, you know, he doesn't cast out demons by God. He casts out demons by Satan, the ruler of demons. Well, how many of you know the religious spirit is really quite dumb? Because common sense would say, then Satan is casting out his own demons out of the people that he wants to invade. That's kind of not good warfare, is it? Like that's kind of saying, you know what, okay, demons, go into that person, I'm going to cast you out, so you can go in, so I can cast you out. No, doesn't make sense.
So Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. He's implying the kingdom, the kingdoms, kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light, those are the kingdoms. Canada is not a kingdom. I'm talking supernaturally spiritual. We're a country, yes, there's other kingdoms, the kingdom of Congo. I'm talking supernatural kingdoms. There's only two. There's not even a kingdom of self. Self is a kingdom of darkness. Kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. What I started to realize is that what Jesus is saying here is not just about the kingdom of darkness. It's actually also not just about a church. It's about family. Listen to this. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. Every city or every house, every house, family unit that is divided against itself will not survive. It won't make it as a family. Because family is not destined to be divided. Verse 26, if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Verse 29. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house. I had always been taught that this was related to the devil. But what I realized was it actually applies to you and me in the sense of who's the strong man? Well, it's interesting, that word, the, the man part of strong man, it's actually male and female equally. It means forcible, literally and figuratively. It means that you're boisterous, you're mighty and mightier, you're powerful, you're strong and you're stronger, and you're valiant. It's mentioned 27 times in the scriptures. Strong, mighty living beings, strong in body and in spirit, who has strength of soul to sustain the attacks of Satan, strong and therefore exhibiting many excellences. Strong, violent, forcibly uttered, firm, and sure. So, when we look at this, how can one enter a strong man's house? You know what? Three Fridays ago, we tried to have two people come in and enter a strong man's place and take my camper away. Worst of all, it was a Chevy pickup truck. He knew he couldn't outrun my Ford. Kidding. <laughs> but guess what? They didn't get it but we got them, and they're in jail. And I felt in my spirit, the strong men of our house are protectors of our place. Male and female, a mother and a father, you are strong men for your family. If you aren't unified together, if you let your own selfishness get in between your marriage, 
then you are literally opening the door to be plundered, your children to be plundered by the enemy. How can a one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods? You can't. If you are strong people, if you are a strong family, if you are strong in Christ Jesus and truth in your life, the enemy cannot come and plunder you or your children as long as they're in your house. It says, and how, can, uh, uh, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? And then he will plunder his house. Well, what's binding of the strong man? Let's use it in our own lives. If I'm a strong man and my wife is a strong man in our house, she's actually a stronger man than I am. Well, she's a woman, but... Her faith, her strength, her, the word of God in her. If I have a question in the word, I ask her, where's the scripture? Oh, da, 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 thank you. When I'm speaking a little bit too much about something and she's sitting beside me and I get the little tap on my leg. I don't have to ask her, are you okay? I realize, okay, stop talking, Brent. Going a little too far. Because I'm a talker, if you didn't notice. Who's the one three Fridays ago saw the robbers in our house or in our, in our yard? God woke her up. She heard the dog barking, which we normally don't hear in, in, our, in our new place. And she felt like she needed to look outside. All the blinds were down, so she walks to the front door, and she looks out, and she's pondering. There's a red pickup truck under our, half under our camper. And she came running back to me. And in my beautiful deep sleep at 5 in the morning, I woke up, went running to the front door, and she said, you better get some pants on. Oh, yeah, I went running back. Pulled up my jeans. <laughs> Who's the strong man? In marriage, two become one. We are the strong men of our family, of our house, and of our land. And that devil, he can't plunder us unless we let him bind us. How does that look? Wrong thoughts. Looking at wrong things, little eyes. How does that song go? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. From the Father up above. Down below. Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. We need to be children again because we learned that as children. And kids sometimes have a greater ability to live in purity than adults. That sounds good. Ooh, no, no, keep it going. The kids are having fun downstairs. The sub is shaking the basement. <laughs> no, no, keep the sub up. I like thumping. 
Because you know what? Let's let the neighbors know. Our kids are on fire for Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Do you hear it? I hear it. I don't know if you hear it. Mark chapter 3, verse 24 to 27. Mark 3, starting in verse 24. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. That kingdom applies to your kingdom. In other words, your life, your family, you're the king of your life. That's why Jesus Christ is the king of kings and lord of lords. Because there's no other kings on this earth that he's talking about. He's talking right now about you and I as kings of our life. In other words, you have the supreme, ultimate decision-making in your own territory called life. So your kingdom is your life. His kingdom is his presence, his glory. In our kingdom, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is within. When the kingdom of God is within... We walk as kings with the kingdom of God in our life of our own domain. We are rulers, we are lords of our life. And so the only way the devil can get in is if you as a king, if I got to say queen, then get it, but it's, 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 it's plural, it's male, female, it's, it's not a difference, okay? So if, if you have an enemy attack and let the enemy in, you have opened your door, gate, ears, eyes, mouth into the kingdom of darkness to allow him to come in. Because he does not have authority over any of us if we have authority through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven and on earth. All authority. Everybody say, all authority. Jesus has all authority. We have Jesus in us. We have all authority through Jesus Christ in our life. I have all authority in my life. You could put a gun in my head, wrap my arms on my back, and tell me to denounce Jesus Christ. I have the authority to say, no. And if I get killed and become a martyr, my authority never failed. My authority never faltered. When the kingdom of God is within your kingdom, yourself, on this earth, if you divide with the kingdom of God and your kingdom, it won't stand. They are really giving it now. I love it. You know what? We should have a competition of subs in just a minute. We'll shake the house. Listen, please hear my heart. If the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. The first division of kingdom that the enemy goes after is you, yourself. The kingdom that you actually have control over. When kingdom of God is within, kingdom of heaven is at hand. Kingdom of God is within, linked and living within your kingdom of, self, of your personal being. 
If that starts to separate and divide, your relationship with God starts to weaken. It won't be God weakening, it'll be you. When that starts to weaken, then the enemy can start to plunder. He's coming. He's looking for strong men becoming weak to start plundering. And if a house is divided against itself, the house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but has an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless the fir he first binds a strong man and then he will plunder his house. Exact verse from Matthew. When something's repeated once in Scripture, you obviously listen. When it's repeated twice, you really, really listen. When it's repeated three times, it actually in theology becomes an absolute. It becomes a, a non-negotiable. No longer can it be a different theology than three repeats in Scripture. What God is saying here is, what Jesus is saying here is no longer does your own theology apply because I've repeated this three times in Scripture. You can't say, well, I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't get it this way. I don't da-da-da-da. No, no. This is three repeats in Scripture. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 23. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, listen, this is the interpretation. When a strong man, fully armed, what's fully armed? It's Ephesians 6, 10 to 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Fully armed is put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That you will have the armor of God on you in such a level and strength that no matter what that stinking, lying, deceiving, wily little devil, he's like that little coyote in the roadrunner. And every time he tries something, the big concrete iron thing falls on him. Come on. And he gets back up and he tries again and then boom, and the truck hits him. And he's like on the front of the truck. That's the devil. You be the roadrunner for crying out loud. Running so fast in Jesus that that dumb little devil gets splattered on the front of the truck that you're driving. Uh, come on, you know, that's, that's how I see it. That's how I see it. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. You know the beautiful thing is you don't wrestle against each other. We're not in war with each other. We don't even wrestle against other churches, Christian Bible-believing churches. We don't. They can have their perspectives and their, the way their doctrine or their doctrinal statements are and we have where we see and we go after it, but we are not against them. We are co-laborers together. We run together. We work together. We might not run together all the time on this earth. We should. Tell you what, if the church would unify and, and celebrate the diversities instead of separate over the doctrinal diversities. We would have a mighty voice in this nation. And I pray that we rise up in such power and authority as churches, as families. For you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, 
against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age. That word wrestle, it means to literally throw down pin and stand on the head. <laughs> you know my wrestling with the devil? You're a dumb, wily little coyote down there. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand there having girded your waist with truth. shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all let's all say all the fiery darts of the wicked one the shield of faith all the darts don't make it it's interesting because here they're called darts. It's like a dartboard. If you think the devil can attack you from across the city, he can't throw the dart that far. When they use the, the phrase darts, it means you have to have allowed him close enough to you that he could try to throw a dart. You know what? Faith. It's like the force. As you walk around and your faith is high, the little devils and demons squeal and scream. Get out of your way. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The helmet of salvation. I love the order what's going on here we always think well salvation is the beginning no faith believing you have to have to even have salvation girded your waist with truth Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Putting the gospel of 
peace on your feet when you walk. When Jesus walked, beggars would come, demonic would come, and the demons would cry out, Leave us alone! Why have you come? That's our destiny. To be strong men, first in your life, then in your household, in your business, in your church. To be strong men. So the enemy can't steal from you or take from you. And the showerful blessings of God and favor will pour upon you. Let's all stand. This is our destiny. To be strong men. Men and women with strength, with power, with authority. That when we walk on this earth, and the devil tries to come. Our faith doesn't even let him close to getting in. Husbands and wives, if you are married and here today, get right with each other. Don't let some petty, dumb thing get in the way, because that's usually what it is. When people sit in my office, and tell me their marital problems, I could look at them and tell them, it'll be this, 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 or this, because that's pretty much everyone's marital problems. Well, no, you don't understand how important it is to me. You know what? It's dumb. If you really think about it, you're just so wound up in it that it becomes such a big deal. Now, I'm not talking about all marriage problems. I'm not talking about, in, like, people having sexual relationships with someone. I'm not talking that. that, that that's bad. I'm talking about a man and woman that get really worked up about money. That's one of the big commons of divorce. Either they feel they don't have enough money or they spent way too much money and now the stress of the payments is killing you. It's lack of communication. And they harbor it internally. selfishness you don't do this for me you don't do this for me you don't do this for me I want to encourage us on this Sunday if you're watching online or watching later on let the stuff go and join together as married people to be strong men life of your family. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you've been through divorce. Maybe you're single. Then take this day right now to become a strong man in your life. That the kingdom of God is in your kingdom. That you have the full authority to say no to the tax of the wily devil say yes to the filling and the presence of God. That's what this day is about. 
That's what your life is about. That's what this church is about. That's what this family is about. And we're going to encourage and empower you to become all that you can be, to become the mighty warrior, the mighty victor, the mighty strong man that God's called you to be. I'm going to ask you something today right now before we go down and start having burgers and hot dogs. Because that camper that they tried to steal from me three days ago is sitting out here in my parking lot on my truck. The physical and the supernatural. But what dictates the physical is the supernatural. I'm not saying if they had stolen my camper, we weren't strong men. I'm not saying that. Just these verses were mulling in my heart for the last three, four weeks. And I felt, no, you're not stealing from the enemy. Instead, I'd rather see those robbers come to Jesus and preach the gospel to them. Right now, they have, they could be a captive audience for us. that there's even more strength that you can have in God through Christ Jesus in your life. Maybe you don't feel you've been the, the best example all the time to your kids. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you have had a divorce. This isn't right now about your marriage. This is about you first as a strong man. Because if man and woman in marriage both become strong men, they are one together. One puts to flight 1,000. Two put to flight 10,000 in authority. But that could be two single people together in unity in the Spirit of God in the presence of the Lord that have 10 times the authority together because you and I, again, are never to walk this road alone. And if you ever feel alone, you reach out to us right away. You are not alone. You are family. And there's a lot more family waiting to come into those doors. But maybe you just feel like, I need to just go after a strong man lifestyle again, even more. If that's you, I'm going to ask you, just put your hand up quickly. Close your eyes if you want, whatever. Because my hands are up. I want more. I'm hungry for more. I'm not satisfied with what I had yesterday. I'm a little greedy when it comes to his presence. Uh, more, more, more. I want to come to the banqueting table every day and eat more, more, more of his presence and his glory. And so I ask Lord Jesus here today. I pray, Father, on this day, family uh, weekend, family picnic, church picnic that we've had. I pray, Lord God, for each one whose hands are raised, including my own. I ask, Lord God, that we will bind those enemies, those thoughts, any attacks that come against us. We will have the shield of faith raised up so big and so high that those little stinking darts won't even come close to us in Jesus' name. And in our marriages, we will stand together and contend for your presence.
presence in your glory between man and woman in our lives. And for our children, we cover them with the kingdom of righteousness, justice for all in our families. I pray, oh God, for each individual here that today will be another day of righteousness invading us. The victory that we saw south of the border this week, we're believing for the victory here in Canada. All we cry out as sons and daughters of the King, we cry out, oh God, righteousness. and a destiny for each one. To be mighty men, the strong men, strong women, walking in the fullness of your presence and the fullness of your gifts in our lives. And I pray, Lord, as those kids downstairs have that sub Blessings to you all.